0: I read the uh, front page of the Herald Sun, for example. Melbourne scientists have made a world first discovery of how to turn air into electricity. No, that's not true. I immediately looked at <laughs> to the top of the paper to change <laughs> yes. the date, and April the 1st is 23 days away, so it's not April Fool's Day. Um, and it then said this will pave the way for devices such as mobile phones to, never having to, to be charged and i thought to myself if you can turn the air into electricity surely we can do better than charging a mobile you phone just sort of wave it around and it's charged dr reese Grinzo, lab head in the department of <laughs> microbiology at monash university doctor good morning to you
1: yeah great to be here guys thank you is this fair income? yeah it's fair income. so i didn't realize we made the front page which which is pretty amazing um <laughs> because science doesn't often do that. But, yeah, so do you want me to talk you through our discovery? Or? Yes, please. Yeah, no worries. So we, we discovered that there's the bacteria in the soil, A really specific kind of bacteria in the soil can get energy from the hydrogen in the air, so the very small amount of hydrogen. We did this a while ago, and it does this using a, an enzyme, a really small molecular machine. And so we isolated that enzyme from the bacteria, and then showed that when you put that in a, a small electric circuit, it can produce um, electricity from the hydrogen in the air.
0: Okay, so you can produce electricity from the air? Exactly, exactly. Right, when will this be first to be available for me to use in my life?
1: That is a good question. So the, the first caveat I would make, because there's always caveats in science, right, is that the amount of hydrogen in the air is quite... It's small. The concentration is quite low. So the kind of devices that we have that power from the air, they can't use a lot of power, right? So with those kind of applications, we're thinking about biometric monitors, sensors, clocks, and, and small computer chips. Um, but these are all things that are integral to most of the devices of the modern world, right? So incredibly useful stuff could be powered by air. So, Doctor, um, how do you envisage it being packaged Being packaged up? You know, uh, it's, it's not going to come in a battery form, is it? Well, so, so, yeah, we'd like to take our enzyme, which is like a very small microscopic particle, put it into an electrical circuit and an electrical device so it can feed its, its, the electricity that's produced from the hydrogen directly into that circuit and power the device. So, yeah, I imagine it would end up looking something like a battery, but how it functions would be very different.
0: Right. And would it be stuck on the back of your mobile phone or laptop?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this would be how I would think about it. I mean, I mean I'm a biochemist and with... We've done the proof of concept work by discovering the enzyme and showing how it works, but I'd need to work. We'll need to work with electrical engineers and and um um chemists to figure out exactly how to do this. Have you got it to a point where you can put a patent on it? Uh, not as of yet. So we're just at the discovery stage, and so we're going to develop processes for making a lot more of it, engineer it to be better, and then develop those devices. And so those are the stages when we're going to be looking at patenting and, and getting companies or venture capital involved to get enough funds to really push it forward.
0: So powering something by using air, what is the prospect that in 10, 20, 50 years' time, planes can fly
1: with being charged from the air? Unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to happen, just because the amount of energy that's required to lift the plane. However, our enzyme will make more power if you give it more hydrogen. So we think it could have a a lot of applications in the development of fuel cells that efficiently... um, transform concentrated hydrogen into into electricity. And in cases like that, it could potentially be used for cars or more powerful devices. Uh, okay, so
0: I was going to ask, what's the biggest thing it would be capable of charging? And you're suggesting I could park my car
1: in my front driveway and charge it up? Not from the air. In that case, you'd want to have, you know, some hydrogen from a tank or, or from from a pipe or something. So, so, Doctor, if you were advising a young scientist on what on what to study, would you suggest that hydrogen's a pretty good place for them to go? I think it's a great place, yeah, because it's not the only solution to our transition from fossil fuels, but it's definitely going to form a, a very central part of our energy mix moving forward. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's a really great space to be working in. All right, is it going to have a name? Do I have a name? Does it have a name? Yeah. Yeah, we called it Huck for short because... You you want a punchy name that people remember? People
0: will remember Huckle, right? Especially <laughs> especially if it doesn't work. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, wow, we'll do our best, right? It's good. Um, oh, it's fantastic! Unbelievable. Hey, doctor, um, what is it about Melbourne? We seem to we seem to be discovering stuff all the time. Yeah, Melbourne's actually a real powerhouse of, of research. So the stuff I do, based on a medical front, and also from an engineering design front. It's just got a critical mass of of, of talent and um, the institutions that attract really talented people in here. So, yeah, it's just a really nice place to work and creative space. Congratulations to you and your colleagues. No worries. Thank you very much.
0: Got two worries out of the dock. (laughs) Dr Reesh Grinto, lab head in the Department of Microbiology at Monash University.